My name is Pastor Gloria Boyce and I want to welcome you all to the Billionaire Consciousness Expansion. This evening we're talking about our human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated. I mean the Spirit of God is rapidly moving in and through our human consciousness. So our human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated. Now God is doing a work in us. God is definitely doing a work in us. I could see it in every single one of you on the line. There is a positive, genuine Christship moving in and through every single one of you. It's moving in your day-to-day business. It's moving in your family life. It's moving every single way. And it's making you wiser. It's making you make better decisions. It's making you less anxious, less agitated. Sooner from now, you won't be able to recognize yourself. So, tonight, I want us to have a discussion around the fact that our human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated. And I'm looking for three readers tonight. And the reason why I want to have this discussion is so that you will recognize it. Because the more you recognize the presence of God, the more He uses you. The more He uses you, the more He elevates you. You will realize that you don't have to do anything. It will come to you. Just think it and it will come. And the more you obey the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the more He uses you. And when He uses you, it's always for the betterment of yourself and for those that He called you to serve. So it's those around you and yourself will be elevated as well. So tonight I want us to have this discussion because it's a kind of different discussion. So I want us to have this discussion so that you could understand and that you could rec- will be able to recognize God's hand in your life because the more you recognize it, the more he used you. The more he used you, the more he, he called you for higher and higher and higher and better things. And it's not about acquisition of stuff. This is all spiritual works. Unless you have it spiritually, you can't see it externally. So first you have to grow inside before you can see the results on the outside. Amen. All right, so tonight I'm looking for three readers. The first reader is John 15, verse 16 to 19. The second reader is John 5, verse 37 to 39. And the third reader is Isaiah 9, verse 4 to 7. Okay, so now we'll have a little introduction into this evening's subject matter. Our human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated. That means the presence of God is moving in and through us. So, the whole, as I said, the whole purpose is to have a discussion around this. And to help you to understand where you're going, where God is taking you. And you might hear some things that that you may not agree with or agree with. It doesn't matter. All I want you to do is to understand. I don't want you to agree. I don't want you to disagree. 
I just want you to understand what the Spirit of God is saying unto us. That's it. Because it's the Spirit of God will give you the understanding, the utterance, the wisdom, the everything, not me. So I just understand what it is I'm trying to say here. All right. Now, it is only about five to six hundred years ago that there was no scripture in circulation. If you go five to six hundred years ago, there was no scripture in circulation. And it is only about six hundred years ago that a printed press printed the first copy of the Bible. And even a hundred years later, there were not many copies in existence. That is, not many for the layman that you and I are laypersons for the layman. So it has always been in the last few hundred years that men and women have had access to scripture, which is a revelation of the power of love and of the power of grace, a revelation of God in individual lives. It's only a few hundred years that we are able to recognize, the scripture help us to recognize the power of God's love and the power of his grace and a revelation of God in individual lives. It is only in these last maybe, I don't know, 250 years or a few hundred years that the great art, music, and sculpture of the world have been made available to the common man. It's only in the last maybe 200 years. Now, education up to that time was primarily for those who entered the church. But for those outside of the church, there was very little such opportunity. So, all this culture, physiological and spiritual good has come into widespread awareness in just the last few hundred years. I want to put this in context so you will understand the progress that has been made in the last few, few hundred years. And not centuries, I'm just talking about a few hundred years. The great progress that we have made. And God is moving even greater in this now time. Furthermore, it is only in the last maybe 125 years that the world has had the revelation of the true nature of what it is facing as human experience. Now, up to that time, the world was battling evil as if it were a reality. Everything was evil. They're, they're battling evil like if evil was a reality. It was battling the devil. It was battling the devil as hard as if it were a four-alarm fire. And not making much headway with it either. They're beating up the devil and battling the devil and they're not getting anywhere with it. In this last century, the world has become less afraid of hell and damnation. Less afraid of God and less afraid of disease. In other words, Human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated with the understanding of the grace of God. 
He tell you in his word, all you need is my grace. Illuminated with the understanding of a divine presence and power. So, in the last hundred years or so, the human consciousness has started to become rapidly illuminated with the understanding of the grace of God. Illuminated with the understanding of a divine presence and power. And above all, illuminated with the forces of love. You can see how love is being expressed in tangible form. In improved business relationship in the country. In the greater efforts of nations to help other nations. And of people to help other people. In spite of the prejudices and hate that are still continue here and there, the overall scene has greatly improved. We could tell that as black people, we could tell that by the kind of films we're watching, by what we see on television. It still exists, but progress has been made. When human consciousness, hear me somebody, listen very carefully. When human consciousness is filled with a sense of love and peace, a sense of an all-abiding power, a presence, it is not far from heaven, not far from spiritual realization. When human consciousness is filled with a sense of love and peace, a sense of an all-abiding, all-powerful presence. It is not far from heaven, from spiritual realization. Alright, so let's go to the scripture and then we will come back and finish this evening's lesson. Our human consciousness is rapidly becoming illuminated. So we go to the first reader. He have not chosen me. But I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever he shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hate you, he know that it hated me before it hated you. If he were of the world, the world would love his own. But because he are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Next, reader. And the Father who sent me as himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. Here ended the reading of the word. Praise be to God. Next reader. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, 
and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Let's see how the message Bible interpret Isaiah 9 verses 47. Now listen, listen, because he's talking to you. He's talking to every one of you on the line here. The abuse of oppressors and cruelty of tyrants, all their whips and curses is gone, done away with, and burned. A fire that will burn for days. The boots of all those invading troops along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood will be piled up in a heap and burned a fire that will burn for days for a child has been born for us the gift of a son for us he'll take over the running of the world his names will be amazing counselor strong god eternal fire prince of holiness his ruling authority will grow and there will be no limits to the holiness he brings. He will rule from the historic David throne over that promised kingdom. He will put that kingdom on a firm footing and keep it going with fear dealing and right living beginning now and lasting always. The zeal of God of the angel of Amos will do this. Now, amen. To God we give the glory. Listen to what the word of God. Couldn't make that up. Amen, amen, amen. Now, that is now happening and happening very rapidly. Because God can only work through us. We are his conduits. So we are the one that have to get illuminated. We are the one that has to carry out his, his actions. We are the one that has to carry out his work. So that is now happening and happening very rapidly. If you were to judge the world from the standpoint of appearance, it's many wars and the nations in distress, the change that has taken place might, might not be so evident to you, if you're looking at it from that perspective. But look at it from my side of the curtain, and you will see not so much the outer struggle and strive that is going on, but the astonishing degree of illumination 
that is entering human consciousness. I want to make you aware of it. I want you to see it, recognize it, and give God praise. That is the picture I am seeing. And that is the picture Father God wants you to see. Let me carry this a step further. If we are to be a light for the rest of the world, and you are the chosen one. He called you. The scripture told you. He chose you. He called you. You didn't call him. You think you're looking for him, but he called you. So if we are to be a light for the rest of the world, we must not become fascinated or hypnotized by the world of appearance. But even with this little understanding that we have been given and have to this moment demonstrated, we must see beyond the appearance world and look at it always from God's side. Ultimate, that ultimately is going to be the saving grace. The ability to look out into the world from God's side. And not from the side of appearance. Herein lies the secret that will arouse us from this hypnotic trance that we seem to be in. The secret of walking out of the illusion of sense, temptation, mortality, ignorance, and superstition. As you allow God's presence to flow into you, you will find that you, know, you wouldn't be tempted to do stupid things. You wouldn't be tempted to do ill things. Your mortality, your ignorance will be replaced by wisdom. Your superstition will fall to the side. Look out from God's side, first of all. First, you have to be sure in your mind that you have caught a glimpse of God as the infinite power of good, as the infinite substance and the law of the universe. You have to get a glimpse of that indwelling Christ. Then, as you look out from God's side of the world, you will find a God-governed world, a God-maintained and God sustain world. And whatever the illusion appears, you will find God to be the destroyer of it. God could clean up your thoughts in a second. And where you were seeing disaster, you will see a way out. You will see what you need to, to do in order to accomplish what he wants you to do. As you realize this, Personal responsibility drops away. And you know that you do not have to struggle for enlightenment. It is coming to you as fast as you can accept it and respond to it. Just continue in the path in which you find yourself. Continue in the way that will satisfy your own integrity. That you, that you are doing all that you can be expected of you that you are living up to your highest sense of right beyond that you have no responsibility hear me somebody just continue in the path in which you find yourself continue in the way that will satisfy your own integrity that you are doing all that you can be expected of you that you are living up to your highest sense of right. Beyond that, you have no responsibility. 
The government is on his shoulders. The word of God told you. The government is on his shoulders. Looking out at this world from the God side, you witness a degree of individuality based completely on spiritual values that show you that man does not have to be saved or healed. What man does need, however, is to awaken, open his eyes. And that means one Christ, that one can awaken millions and millions and millions, the indwelling Christ, one Jesus, rightly understood, can awaken millions of people on the face of the earth. One Jesus, rightly understood, can awaken millions of people on the face of the earth. It takes only one. One who has the light that sees behind the human sense to the spiritual scene. There is no solution to the human scene through human means. There is no solution to the human scene through human means. There is no solution to the human scene except waking up out of it. Whether it is the unsatisfactory relationship that has existed for many years between capital and labor, or whether it is the unhappy relationship between two persons, there is no human solution to it. Let one person believe for a moment that he derives his good from another. Let him believe that his interests are antagonistic to another. And you have the ingredients for all wars, all discord, all ulcers, and all troubles that ever could be in the universe of millions of people. Hear me, somebody. Let one person believe for a moment that he derives his good from another. Let him believe that his interests are antagonistic to another. And, and you have the ingredients for all the wars, discord, ulcers, and all the troubles that ever could be in the universe of millions of people. Just multiply the human relationship between between almost any two persons and you will find of what the human world consists and you will also be able to know that there is no solution to these cleavages on the human plane because always one will be seeing what his rights are always if you look at to fix something on the human, one person will be seeing what his rights are and the other will be seeing what his rights are. One will be seeing his privilege and the other will be seeing the other's duties. And so there's no coming together. The solution lies in spiritual means. As you begin to see that man whose breath is in his nostrils it's not a reality or evil, but an illusion. And that actually 
there stands the Christ. As you begin to understand the spiritual nature of individual being, you will begin to see a change in relationship. Even if in the beginning it is only on the side of the one who has caught the first glimpse of spiritual light, then you will find that less antagonism, less greed, less anger, less fault-finding, and less of negative qualities of humanhood. As soon as you get a little glimpse of that spiritual light, it will start to work in you. And you will find less antagonism, less greed, less anger, less fault-finding, and less of the negative qualities of humanhood. It would be an utter impossibility for one individual to live consistently in a consciousness of love and forgiveness and not have the other eventual response in some measure or to be removed and leave room for someone else to come in harmony in peace and new dimension the new Christ once you make room and you living in love and forgiveness you will see a change in your atmosphere. When you see this universe from the standpoint of Christ as individual being, when you look through the appearance to reality, letting every opinion, thought, and conviction stem from God, then the world will begin to come to you in new dimensions. Perhaps not entirely because there still is plenty of hardened thought in the world. But that is not your concern. Your concern is that you begin. And since you and I are of the household of God. And we have caught a glimpse at least of true being. We are the ones who must do this in our own way. The truth is that we have no choice in the matter. We have no choice in the matter. We are the ones who must do it. We are the ones who must continue to do it because the measure of grace that has been given to us, the grace to know that God is the principle of this universe, that love is the real influence on earth, as it is in heaven so because we know these things and because knowing them we cannot unknow them it becomes natural for every one of us to some extent to obey the impulse to behold spirituality rather than material because of that and because of the fact that this will continue to grow upon us, it is inevitably that this light will go further and further into human consciousness until all human consciousness is illuminated. You are the chosen one. You are the one chosen to carry the light. God has to work in and through us. Our greatest concern must be a concern for our individual responsibility. Can I do enough? Will I do enough? Will I measure up? That is why I would like to say to you, 
that you will not measure up, but neither will you fail. You have to get your ego out of this. Neither success nor failure rests upon your efforts. Hear me. Neither success nor failure rests upon your efforts. You are but the instrument through which the Christ is finding entrance into human consciousness. Are you hearing me? You have to accept your responsibility. Neither success nor failure. You cannot fail. So neither success nor failure rests upon your, your efforts. You are but the instrument which, through which the Christ is finding entrance into human consciousness. That is why you are here. That is what you are. I say to you, but you know I mean we. That, that is what we are. We are the instruments now being used by the divine consciousness to spread its light into darkened consciousness, into consciousness of what is called this world. You are the chosen one. He chose you. The responsibility is not on our shoulders. The choice is not ours. We have no power to become like Lot's wife. We have no power to turn back. Not even the power to look back. Whatever it is that we have left back there is gone. We have no choice but to continue forward. Why? Because we did not bring ourselves to this state of consciousness in the first place. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. There is something in your consciousness and mind that has prepared us to be the light of the world. And probably only a little bit of a light right now. But nevertheless, the light of the world. And it will continue to express itself in us and through us. It will maintain us. It will sustain us. And, where, and wherever necessary, it will destroy the illusion of sense so that we can preserve the nature of the world. Look at it from the standpoint. And not look at it from the standpoint of appearance. No one who has worked with the principle of God for any length of time will ever again be hypnotized by appearance as he was before. As God moves in and through you, you will not be hypnotized by appearance. Nobody ever again can be quite as horrified by the bad pictures, nor can he rejoice quite as much in the good pictures, since everyone who has dedicated himself to this work have been touched by the Christ to the degree that the appearance will be never again be quite as disastrous or fearful. Once we have beheld the perfect presence of Christ or experienced its activity, how can that leave us untouched? How can that leave us where it found us? We might doubt our own ability to understand or progress 
But can we doubt the ability of the Christ to perform its function in us? Is the Christ ever present to no avail? Does the word return void? Does the word return void? No, not when we are talking about the power of Christ, Christ's power, Christ's presence, the presence of the Spirit itself. There is no such thing as a touch of that finger. There's no such thing as a grain of illumination. That that grain of illumination that does not appear in the outer world as greater harmony. Once you've been touched, it will appear outside your world as greater harmony, greater peace, greater health, greater supply, greater joy, greater something or another of spiritual good nature. Even if we were to doubt our own capacity, even if we were to doubt our own motive, even if we were to doubt the presence and the power of Christ, once you have felt it, been touched by it, or have seen it, you will see greater harmony outside, greater peace you can't have once you have been touched. If you will see it in your outside experience. But if you should doubt it, go ahead and doubt it. Because even that will not interfere with the ability of the presence and the power of the Christ to destroy every illusion of sense. Nothing that you or I might do or leave undone can ever interfere with the coming to fruition of the presence and the power of God. All our faith must be placed. No, it must not be placed. Do you have any faith in it? If you cannot bring yourself to that point, what difference will faith or lack of faith make to God or to the Christ? Can its activity be still? It has been realized. Once God has been realized, you can't stop it. You can't stop it when God has been realized. You can't stop what is going to happen to you. Once you get a glimpse of that indwelling Christ, you can't stop what's going to happen to you on the outside. You can't stop it. The finger has written. There's no question about that. The handwriting is on the wall. Our consciousness has been touched. And once it has been touched, you can't stop what is happening outside. All I'm asking you here this evening is to start recognizing it. Look at it from the God side. You can't stop it. You could try and doubt if you want, but you can't stop the progression. You can't. Once you, the, the, the finger has written... There's no question about that. The handwriting is on the wall. Our consciousness has been touched. It has been touched to the extent of, of bringing us together. All on one path. All of one mind. Desiring one thing. More light and more light. So just being together on the path makes us benefit from whatever light 
hope, courage, or faith there is in our neighbor's consciousness. We not only benefit by the activity of the Christ, but also from the light that our neighbor has caught. We benefit from each other's light just by being in one another's company. This is one time when it is legitimate to borrow light from our neighbor. And not only may we borrow it, but the light from his consciousness is shining upon us. And everyone is benefiting in a measure from the consciousness of every individual who has caught a glimpse of the light. The result is inevitable. The tiny measure of light that we have glimpsed will pour forth into this universe into ever-growing brilliance. Not only lighten us on our way, but what is more important, proven to be a light unto those who are still in darkness. That is why you're here. Why is this? Because of you and me. Not because of the activity of the Christ is inevitable, but because of hundreds of years, the activity of the Christ has been penetrating human consciousness, opening it wider and wider and wider, giving it even more light and more light and more light until we have reached this glorious age. When not only have we seen and felt the light which is God but we have caught a glimpse of the greatest truth ever revealed and that is that the apparent apparent world is not a world to be destroyed but to be understood seen through not feared not hated not battled seen through in its nothingness, in its illusion nature of its fabric. No greater blessing will ever come to this world than the realization of the fact that we must not be fooled by appearances. And once the light has touched us, we cannot be. Once the light has touched you, you no longer can be fooled. Those who are fooled by appearances to the extent of deadliness, dullness, superstition, and fear are those not yet awakened or touched by even the tiniest measure of light. But in the degree that this light penetrates consciousness, in that degree, do the illusion, the picture of sin, disease, death, lack, limitation, war, volcanoes, earthquakes, and all these other evils of human existence disappear from the face of the earth because they have never existed as reality. Once you allow the Christ in, you will see a greater world without. Their only existence was the same and intimate experience in the brotherhood. It was one of hypnotism. When those periods of temptation to believe in some particular evil 
overpowering appearance come and they come they do not come they will be alert remember quickly so when you get these temptations to do something stupid or over a uh, over powering appearance of something not so good when that come over you remember quickly that you're not dealing with the appearance as it seems to be you're dealing with an appearance that has no substance and no law it cannot do any harm in the measure of your quick response will your freedom come the fear the doubt and the delay in the realization of God when you get those thoughts remember you're not dealing with any law or anything that has any power just let this indwelling Christ spirit flow through you and let that doubt and that fear will dissipate with God's presence God bless you God bless you God bless you I hope this wasn't too heavy for you I hope you get something out of this but remember I just want you to understand one thing I don't want you to be able to recite verse and chapter no just one thing remember it's progress it's progress and we have the podcast that we could listen over and over it's progress you don't have to get it all at once it's progress as you open up and you recognize the indwelling Christ more and more you will be illuminated from within God bless you so